unlock the potential of OTD tab, we first have to look into its past to see its future. Let's unveil the secret of OTD tab. Oh, here on OTD tab next. Hi everyone, welcome to OT Data Next. I'm Elvis. I'm Ling. So Ling, we've been talking a lot about the change of OT Data and uh, what the challenge is facing by those who are trying to tend the beast, which is the data itself. Mm-hmm. Right, so, mm, but do you know what the most commonly found challenge is? No, I don't know. Mm, okay, <laughs> well, let's save some time for audience. So um, the most common complaint we get from clients about OT data is trying to make the different OT equipment communicate with each other. Oh, that does make sense. It's mm. kind of like my ultimate dream that kept getting delayed. Remember a few years ago when smart home was all the rage? I thought that one day I can just come home and the light will come on by itself and the oven mm. will have food ready and the music will play according to my move. Wouldn't really? it be nice to just have everything so in sync with my mind? And mm. a few years ago, it seems like something that could actually come true. But then we just realized that unless we find a company that make everything that's needed in this scenario, or get a name brand to work with each other. So it's like my dream of dancing in my smart home will come true anytime soon. Hey, yes, that's exactly. I think your example is really good. That's exactly mm-hmm. the problem our clients mentioned every time OT data comes up in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Some clients say that they just trying to integrate the communication systems of this, you know, different brands, different type of equipments mm-hmm. would give them a big, big headache. Yeah, but is that what Industrial 4.0 is all about? I thought getting OT data mm-hmm. is already part of industrial digital transformation and there's some deeper issue we're not aware of. Exactly. That's why today um, we, I, we invite Mosas industry communication expert, Jack, today. Mm-hmm. Jack helps clients get all the necessary equipment on the same page and make sure these equipment can communicate each other smoothly. So let's welcome Jack. Welcome, Jack. Hello, hello, Elvis. Hello, hello, Lin. Hi, hello, Jack. everyone. Thanks for having me today. So, Jack. Would you share with us what's so difficult about trying to get the machines to talk to each other? Yeah, sure, of course. So as you know, that Link just described is the dream. So, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we are still on the way uh, from making that as a reality. So mm-hmm. the reason why uh, dates back to the beginning of the industrial revolution. Uh, so over the past several decades, industrial mm-hmm. automation has pushed systems to become more specialized in whatever it is uh, it was created to do. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, what we are focusing at the time is that uh, trying to design something that uh, is stable enough and to react, to act quickly, mm-hmm. efficiently, and also repeatedly to do the things uh, mm-hmm. in the optimized way. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, it's a pre-designed choreography interaction. Mm-hmm. And this is great for industrial mm-hmm. automation because uh, we are able to do things a lot faster and better. Uh, however, uh, if we look at the other side, uh, as we demand more accurate and precise performance, special systems need to be uh, designed to focus on different parts of mm-hmm. a general solution, since we need each one to focus on uh, the one specific duty. Mm-hmm. And this type of multi-system environment work for a while, but then uh, we come to Industry 4.0. 
And before mm -hmm. we get into that, uh, let's go back to the smart home idea Lynn just mentioned earlier. So mm -hmm. imagine at the kitchen, mm -hmm. uh, in order to just walk in and have all the appliances like the oven or the blenders uh, do whatever you want them to do, like a well choreography dance, uh, we will have to link all the systems together. Uh, this is where it gets a little bit problematic. So mm. uh, since every appliance and system has its own communication protocol, let's say they have their own systems or the language, if you will, uh, trying to get them to quote unquote talk to each other is a, a monumental task. So now if we take this idea and think about Industry 4.0, you will see uh, where we start hitting a world. So in order for all of the specialized equipments to better communicate with each other, we need to link all of the data together mm. in a mm. very meaningful way. So which means that everybody knows and understand each other so that we, uh, the, the we actually is the, means the machines and the human brands mm -hmm. can quickly receive and respond to the information they get. And then uh, that's what makes industry 4.0 spatial and it's the same time also very difficult. Whoa, I feel super pumped to get going and that's great, Jack. Because dreams really are the best fuels to new de technology development. What do you think, Lin? Yes, this just made me feel a bit more confident about my future home being smarter. I really don't want to end up like my cousin. What? Well, you know, my cousin lives in two-story home. The first okay. floor is controlled by Google Home, and the second by Apple. So every time he goes from one floor to the other, he has to think about which comment to send. A lot of time he called on its hi Siri or hi Google or okay Google. I mean, with the time he spent on trying to figure it out, I wouldn't be able to just turn on the light manually. So much for smart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, uh, I think uh, Lin uh, brings up a great point that actually brings me to the second issue that we are seeing these days mm -hmm. at the field. You know, so the type of linking we are doing on the desk really depends on the human element. So mm -hmm. in other words how smart and intuitive you are makes a huge difference. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, but yeah, what do you mean by that? So let, let's take globalization as an example. So when okay. countries try to band together to create a new economy, uh, it's going to be a, a laborious process. So nowadays mm. we, we know that the countries in the European uh, Union all use the Euro, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but let, let's say take a few years back. So uh, it, when it uh, was first implemented, a lot of times you are still going from country to country trying to figure out uh, would they take your Europe. Mm -hmm. So now, Jack, it's your turn speaking your personal experience, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, okay. So <laughs> actually, that's really my experience. So when, when the EU first started, I did ask someone in Vienna if I can exchange my Europe to Australian Chileans. So he looked mm -hmm. at me like I was crazy. So, huh? <laughs> you want to exchange Europe? So, yeah, but anyway, so what I'm trying to say is that uh, your human response time uh, would affect the actual implementation time of the technological ad advancements. Oh, so let me get this straight. What you are saying is that the successful industrial 4.0 depends on how fast our reflex are? Exactly. So the faster we understand and accept uh, what's going on, the faster we can adapt to the new world that Industry 4.0 is bringing. Mm, that makes sense. Now, since we are talking about linking different systems and uh, different networks, and I, I just happened new Jack is working on a cutting edge technology called DSN, 
And I, I think which is it is highly related with the, the topic we are discussing today. So I would like to invite Jack to tell us about TSN and how it related to the situation we are talking about. Okay, thanks, Edwin. So I, I think, uh, thanks for bringing up this topic. So uh, the TSM is yes, actually uh, highly related to the, mm. to the context we are discussed today. So TSM actually stands for a time-sensitive networking, which is a Ethernet standard that was developed to help us seamlessly link everything together. So mm. this was created to satisfy the needs for smooth communication between uh, different kinds of systems or machines, especially for Industry 4.0. So this basically create a standard mechanism to resolve all the problems that uh, we might run into uh, when we are connecting different systems and trying to transmit time sensitive data by improving on the lower level of the communication networks. So the mm. purpose is actually to shorten the time it might take to switch between different systems, make sure that the interconnection can be easily achieved as expected. Mm. And also the data can be instantly access from everywhere of the systems at any given time without affecting the uh, operations. And as well as the feedbacks can be seamless provided along with the system adjustments. Mm, that's interesting. I know TSN has been trending a lot over the past few years. Can you, Jake, can you give us some real life example of TSN in action? Yeah, sure. So we do have several cases, uh, especially related to factor automation, which the time sensitive is a very uh, critical factors for different kinds of systems. So one of the most interesting cases is the one that we, we just have done in China. So it's a production line that wants, wants to produce massive amounts of customized products. So uh, as you heard here, so massive amounts and the customization sounds like a uh, oxymoronic idea, but because mm. it's kind of like one or, or the other most of the time. So to achieve this goal, it has to quickly adjust uh, to the individual's needs. The faster the production line can adjust to the unique requirements of the customization, the more you can produce, right? So the factory in the China uh, employ a team of the robot arms and various of different kinds of equipments to create a co-working space on the factory for in order to make this as a reality. Uh, when I say reality, that means uh, to have a, a really uh, possibility to, to produce something massively, but also customized to the customer yeah. needs. Sounds great. Mm. So uh, now with this amount of equipments at play and the needs uh, to be constantly adjusted to fit the customized uh, builds, a single stable communication technologies actually needs to be, to be used. Uh, uh, this is where the TSN, the time sensitive networking comes in. And once we put all of the system on this TSN technology, the network itself, uh, and smooth uh, the communication pathways, we were able to elevate the production lines overall production efficiency by uh, up to 20%. In other words, the faster the machines communicate, the more efficient the production line became. Mm. And furthermore, there's another point is that since the TSN was created based on the same network infrastructure, we are able to keep the cost of the, no matter it's the design, but also the uh, implementation and maintenance, maintenance within all the recent, uh, within all the system at a very reasonable price range. And comparatively, without TSN, so simply link two systems together uh, in, in our past experience would cost no less than uh, 20000 U, uh, US dollars mm. per case uh, for oh. the related human time or energy involved. 
So whereas with uh, TSM, we are able to maximize its benefits while balancing also the system uh, total cost of ownership. Mm. And finally, I think there's another benefit because everything and everyone is on the same page. We are able to plug in a lot, a lot more different kinds of applications or innovative applications to better serve the purpose of the massive customizations. And this is thanks to the nature of Ethernet technology. Uh, since it's an ever-evolving system, coupling this with its high bandwidth and well-rounded backup mechanisms, uh, we, we are able to add a lot of different kind of analytic applications or software to better manage the system. This allows us not only not only just link the production together, but also link the production side to the supply chain as well as to the customer. And in this system, the production line can form uh, the status of the supply chain as well as collect the customer needs in real time and response, of course, immediately. So this ultimately met the mass production of the customization a possibility. Wow, really nice. I heard about production efficiency cost saving and uh, okay, I said that total response between demand and supply, these two different different requirements, right? So I can really feel the, the benefit of TSN. I think that will be a very important technology and the achievement will be remarkable. Thank you for giving us such a vivid example, Jack. And uh, I think now we still have a lot of <laughs> little time, right? For our last question. So, hey, Jack, what do you think is the next chapter of OT data? Okay, so now I get it. That, that's why the show called the OT data next. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I, I think from a communication standpoint, the main thing would be the fusion of the ecosystem. So the most important mm. thing is the ecosystems. For example, mm. that uh, what we used to do in industry 3.0 uh, when we would just focus on doing our own jobs well, right? So, but right now, actually, we need to come together to communicate with each other, as I just described. Mm -hmm. And we are seeing a lot of system managers, people who are working on automation or on communications and different kind of departments come together to form a working groups and teams up so that we can understand what each other needs and feels better together. So that, that uh, when we talk about industry 4.0, it's no longer just doing our own business, but actually put everybody together, share the knowledge, share the information, share the experience, and mm -hmm. trying to fuse everything together. So mm -hmm. for, for instance, uh, we are seeing a lot of automation giants like, like ABB, like Siemens, sitting down together with network uh, corporations like like Masa, like Cisco's, and share with each other the unique domain know-how. So they come from automation, and uh, people like Masa, we come from communication. So this kind of cooperation actually will enable us to better serve our end users' needs. So you know the end users always comes first. So mm. this is great. So I really think that in in the end, we need to focus on creating these types of co-working ecosystems and push that into our design markets and applications. And this requires not just new advancements in technologies, as we talked today, uh, but also uh, the involvement of key players. So if we work together and link in arms, uh, we really could make like the, the dreams Lynn just mentioned become a reality in near future. 
Mm. Wow, I can't wait for less to happen. Okay, so thank you so much, Jack, for sharing with us today. I think what I learned from this episode is through TSN, we can break free from our lonely island and really come together as a global community and communicate with each other. Thank you all for tuning into our episode today. Stay tuned if you want to learn more about the secret of OT data. This is OT data next. I'm Ding, and I'm Elvis. We'll see you next time.